What's up everyone and we're back with Zane Revel. What a deep, deep podcast. Raw, raw conversation about the depths of addiction and where drugs takes us. And I just wanted to share a bit on um, the lingo used in this podcast here. And I'm going to be doing it a little bit differently in this episode. I'm going to be cutting in and explaining the stories that are going to be told by Zane and some of the lingo and some of the terminology used in the story to help you guys understand what's happening. So I really hope you enjoy this message. Remember that this is an uncut edited version of a conversation between me and Zane. There is a part in the conversation where the signal drops off and I wait for him to reconnect and we continue talking. So bear with us. Um, there is a little bit of bumpy and lumpy from the microphones, but bear with us. It's really, really, really juicy one um, to stay in tune and just bear with it. So, yeah, hope to see you there and I hope you enjoy this one. So for those of you that don't, or out there that don't know, uh, Zane and I have gone through uh, addiction and recovery together and our, our journeys went through the same NA meetings in the rooms and um, I split ways. I went to New Zealand, Zane stayed back in South Africa and Zane has really taken control of his life. He's opened his own business, he's a really good tattoo artist. I think you did heaps of work on me. Um, but um, yeah, so we're here now and so bro, how did it all start for you? So jumping straight in here, where I asked Zane how it all started for him, I would just like to clarify some of the lingo. When we talk about Bali, uh, we're talking about our dad, someone older than ourselves. When we say Braz, we're talking about our friends. When we say O's, we're talking about a male figure, just another person, another guy in the room. We'll say that guy, that O, these O's, just to clarify some of the lingo. And yeah, stay tuned for and Zane is going to share his story. Like, when did it start for you? Like, when did you like first start smoking weed? And so, I, me- I remember as a latte, I used to smoke like smoking sticks and stuff. You know, you light a stick <laughs> on a fire. And... My Bali used to roll cigarettes and I, I, I tried to roll, I rolled a few, I tried, you know, a few yeah, cigarettes yeah. for him. I did the uh, same twice. thing with the sticks, bro. Uh, <laughs> 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 so by the age of nine, I'd smoked my first gua, but I was a sportsman. So like, you know what I mean? I, I trained swimming almost every day and uh, I couldn't be a smoker. Even when my friends were smoking during school, I, I didn't, you know, but... I'd always, I'd always, like my dad used to smoke skate, uh, weed, and uh, I was, as a lati when he used to come over for holidays from overseas, I used to smell it, and I knew what it was, but I'd never seen it, and I suppose I was just interested from a very young age, and uh, then my brother also smoked, so I would see like pips in the bin, and whatever, but anyway, but by 15, I was jawling, um, when I was at a house party and I got someone to make a, a, a little slug for me and put it in half a cigarette. And at that time I was graffitiing. But anyway, I didn't end up smoking that because I went out to graffiti at mm-hmm. night and the police caught us mm-hmm. and they found they found the, the weed. So I didn't <laughs> end up getting to smoke that. <laughs> so I, got, yes. I got locked up then. Yeah, I didn't even smoke that. I got locked up. But anyway, so... My brother, he was living with me at the time, my older brother. Um, it was just after that, soon after, he gave me a talk saying, because obviously the cops, my mom, my mom had to come fetch me at like three in the morning at the cop station. And mm-hmm. I was a 15-year-old, he's got all the Zol, he's got the Zol on the table, all my cans, you know, on the table. And my brother mm-hmm. gave me a chat and said, you know, if I ever want to try anything, just to be safe, I must just come to him. But I never ever did. Um... So I just found a joint in the kitchen kitchen table in the house one day after <laughs> school. 
And I took that joint. Obviously, my brother had made it and left it there by mistake. So I took yeah. that joint. Uh, all I knew is you had to take the, the pips and the stems out. So I wasn't too clued up. So I undid the whole joint. And yeah, I, yeah. there were still some pips and stems in it. So I don't know what my brother was smoking, but whatever. <laughs> so I, I took that out. And I, I, I swear, I literally made two joints out of that. I used... You know the A4 printing paper? Yeah, yeah, and, the, one uh, and, the one with the margin lines. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And and uh, and uh, and pit stick. And I made two <laughs> joints out of that. And I, smoked I did that. exactly the same thing. That's <laughs> I'm laughing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was with Kepi. I smoked it with Kepi. Yeah, that was our first time smoking. And then, like, um, Soon after, like I was 16, my brother passed. So, passed away from a, you know, an overdose. Yeah. Um, and that was my now, my first excuse, you know, to just go balls to the walls. I stopped, I stopped swimming training. I stopped um, sports. I still participated in school, but like I didn't, I, I went downhill because um, I just became this Dachas weed smoker, you know. Yeah. I wrote my exams, ah, banking school. Um, but I only ever took like chemical drugs when I'd finished matric. So in in matric week, uh, I took my first ecstasy pill. Mm-hmm. I stole a phone. I stole a phone uh, in matric week, and that same phone I used to smoke my first crack piece and my first tawat, which is heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, heroin, the, the tower, I didn't really, it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. Um, but I loved, I loved the, the taste and the feeling that crack gave me. And yeah, so from there, I went downhill very, very quickly. You know, like you saw me, like uh, I, I, I broke away from all the, the, the good bras, you know? Yeah, yeah, you uh, were there, then you weren't there, then you were there, then you yeah, were there. Yeah, yeah, so... Hey, hey Zane, Zane, back. Zane, do, do you want to just check? Yeah. I think your microphone might be bumping when, you, yeah. when you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, you came you came in and out. I remember seeing you, then not seeing you, then seeing you, then not seeing you. So you were aware you broke away from us, yeah. then? Yeah, well, I was always constantly trying to come right, you know. I, I, I always had, like, I didn't want to be this kind of a... You know, like a rubbish. You know, uh, I always had goals, and uh, but I just so I would try and come clean, and then I, I wouldn't make it last. It wouldn't last very long, and I'd relapse and try and come clean, and it was just ongoing, ongoing. And then before you knew it, I was 19, and in my first rehab and living, I was just before I went there. I was living in a commune, um, a real like dirty place. Um, there was even a lady who was selling herself there. I was living on the floor out of black bags, um, not, you know, working for 100, 120 rand, 150 a day, you know, on the hustle. And yeah, and then a, my family came and found me and they took me to Rio. So that was when I was 19. I was still meant to go overseas to my, to my dad because he was in England. Like I was going to get a job there. I was going to go on an ancestral visa. Mm-hmm. And he had sent me money, and I had started spending all of that money, you know. And that's when I went to rehab, because um, I tried not to spend it. But obviously, being an addict, it's yeah. not what the way it goes. <laughs> what do you powerless, mean? Powerless, <laughs> the powerless, you know. Bro, completely. Fucking, yes. And um, yeah, but when I was in rehab for the first two weeks, uh, my whole family rocks up there. I need to tell me my dad's passed away. Oh. So, yeah, it was like, now what? You know, I was, I was meant to go over there to be with him. I've been mm-hmm. waiting my whole life to go and be with him, you know, and, and I <laughs> fucked it up. So, in a way, I sort of blame myself because, I mean, the last time I heard him speak was on, on the phone and he was crying because I was in rehab and he wasn't there. And, you know, it wasn't long after and, and he passed, you know, so I, I blame myself for that for many, many, many years. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and and his side of the family also blame me. I mean, my dad's mom, my grand, she won't even speak to me. Mm. Uh, my dad's got sisters, I've got aunts, I've got cousins. They don't even, 
you know. But anyways, that's another story on its own. Um, so yeah, and then I just obviously um, was a self-pity victim, you know, life so bad, you know, if the mm-hmm. world. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just I didn't last very long after coming out of rehab. Um, and yeah, it was just uh, yeah, it was just uh, I mean, my stories don't end, bro. It's, <laughs> bro people want to hear it. It's the it's the raw side of the disease. I don't think a lot of people have that understanding of this raw, raw side of the disease. Like the the I amount mean, of torment we fucking go through with substance. It's fucking crazy. Like yeah. people don't understand it, bro. They think oh, it's madness, bro. Yeah. It's, it put it this way. I mean, I was a scout. You know what I mean? I was a scout. I was a KZN lifesaver, freshwater lifesaving. I got my honors. I was captain. But that was just before I turned 16 and my brother passed. So I gave it all up. So, I mean, I, I, I was, I always looked at like, yes, look at me running around, stealing, selling all my things, late nights, early mornings, missioning in the streets, um, getting, you know, anything to get cracked, you know. And I always looked at myself, like from above, you know, like how mm-hmm. how how does it look from above, from from God's point of view, like how how does you know if there was a camera following me, how did it look? And I, I realized like how it would how it looked, and it and I could and it would just it disgusted me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I just constantly had this fart, and I I had to come clean. But I mean, it was it was. Uh, it was up and down, up and down, up and down, you know. And eventually, I mean, up until, uh, I mean, I, I, I've chased like Nigerians down Point Road, which is like <laughs> the worst area in in Durban, with a brick in my hand at five in the morning, you know what I mean? Like, that's where yeah, it yeah. led me to, from a, scout, from a scout and a KZN lifesaver, the captain of the team. Many years later, I'm running down Point Road with a brick in my hand, chasing Nigerians. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just one. Th- that's just one thing that I, I look back at, and there's obviously many, many, many flippant things that I've done, even things that are people don't know that I've done to get, you know, um, crack. Um, but yeah, it 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 it, 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 it turned me into a criminal, a, a criminal, and I'm making up for it now, bro. Like, I've, I've, I've tried to. I've. There's been about eight, eight guys that I've taken into my house to try and show them a better life. You know, yeah. um, not all of them. Not all of them. Most of them haven't really done well, but there is a, a few of them that are doing very well. Um, so yeah, I just believe in, um, trying to show people the good side of life because some people will get stuck in this self-pity and life's so bad and there's nothing left and you know yeah. you know so I, I just try and show like life's actually it's beautiful like there's so much in life to do and I don't want to be a waste of a life that that is my thing like I, I, I want to make the most of my life I want to try and help other people who are in the same situation as me I was also you know fuck life's it's fucked um there's nothing left for me you know it's like it is what it is and it's not a, it's not like that it, it, there's there's so much more in life and people just need to see see the beauty in life and be grateful and just mm. see their blessings even though the, even though it, i mean there's people that have had really shit lives but they they didn't turn to drugs and alcohol you know what i mean like and that's what i also realized i was like this is chick what a life this person has had. What am I complaining about? You know yeah. what I mean? Wow. You know, I had no excuse to use and become a, a criminal and do those things that I did. You know what I mean? No excuse. And I just came to that realization, bro. That I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be, end up uh, a 50, 60 year old Bali if I, if I made it there, um, sitting in a bar, that's my life, you know, every day going to a bar, drinking, smoking crack or whatever. Um, it's I didn't want to be a hobo, put it that way. And I just put my foot down. The last time I, it was the, the 22nd of August, five years ago, I was at a friend's place and I literally just had, had I was drinking a, I just was drinking a, a Smirnoff. 
And I'd said to myself the day before, or even that morning, I think it was that yes, and because I'd just been on a bender, and you know, and, and I'd said it for a million times, like I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I, there I go and drink again, because drinking is like a, a trigger for me to go and smoke crack. Yeah. yeah. And, and I literally, bro, I literally, I think I drank half that that thing, and it all hit me. Eh? I said to my friend, I'm going home. He still said to me, are you sure? Because he, he knew one drop and I'm on the, on the rocks for the rest of the night. I even tried to pawn my car for 100 rand piece because one hit. You know, mm. uh, yes. it, it, uh, that, that, it, luckily the O didn't want to take it. Um, but anyways, I drove home half in tears bro, that day on the 22nd of August, five years ago. And from the 23rd of August, five years ago, I've changed my life around, bro. Um, I was going to AA and NA meetings um, just to get me on the roll um, because their principles, principles of NA and the principles of AA for me is is, a, is, is good for anyone, you know, not not even just addicts, just oh, yeah. the people and yeah. life in general. So uh, I just try and stick by that just to be honest, you know, just to be kind, um, humble, grateful. But I'm not perfect. I have my days where... I might speak to someone badly, and then, but then I feel mm. shit, and I, I do mm. apologize, or, or do you know what I mean? But, yeah, you're human, bro. But um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll try. I'll try. Yeah, God knows my heart. God knows proud. my heart. Bro, so so proud. It's such fun. a proud moment yeah. to to hear you say that you five years and a couple couple weeks clean. It's proud, proud That's, moment, bro. Holy shit! I can't shit, even bro. believe it, bro. I like, can't even believe it. Bro. Swear, so I can't believe it's been five years. Though. How long has it been for you now? Um, coming up in October, it'll be eight years. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Was, was, uh, <laughs> it's taken me uh, seven seven years. It's taken me seven years to gain the confidence in myself to drink a zero zero Heineken. Because yeah. it tastes too real, bro. How did you feel about that? <laughs> the first time, the first time I drank it, I had a sip. Um, I was like, "Get this away from me! It's it's not zero yeah. zero. I was like, "There's no way that's zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, "It's that's beer. I get it away from yeah, me. Sure. And then I never touched it again. And then. I was at a work function or something and someone just handed me it and I and I sipped it because I saw it in my hand I was like fuck it looks cold and then I sipped it in and I was able to process that moment be like oh well like I'm not walking away with the case running home to see if, if I drink 12 of these I'm going to get a little bit on yeah 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 you know, I'm yeah, going to yeah. puke before that happens and then someone said to me do you know that the kombucha you've been drinking for years has more alcohol than that and I was like, "Holy shit!" I you make your fuck. own kombucha. No, it's just I, I drink. I smoke drinking kombucha. So every time we go to like a braai like- or barbecue, I drink the kombucha. So people have seen me drinking it. So the friends I was around were like, "Dude, you know that kombucha's got more alcohol than the, <laughs> the zero zero. <laughs> you <joking. laughs> Isn't know, that like I'm apple like- cider vinegar? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that similar? Same, same, same type same, of thing. Same kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. That, but uh, I think that made from tea. Yeah, man. That the understanding of it is that, like, I drink the zero zero to enjoy a drink on sunset. I'm not yeah. opening the the zero zero and like smashing it back and saying, "Where's another one?" And I'm not yeah. using it to run away from myself now. I'm using it to just be yeah. present in the moment. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a totally different understanding of what substance is now. Totally different. Yeah. It's, it's like what's your what's your yeah. what's your motive? Yeah, yeah, that's you, you gotta like, look at what's, what's your motive. motive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. So for you, when um, like when was the moment when, like, you said to yourself, "Shit, this has become an issue now." Like, fuck, I think I have a problem. Sure. Yeah, uh, I, I thought I had a problem when I was in my <laughs> first year. <bro. laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, I knew I was a problem child from the beginning. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, now you, I was, know you know, bro. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Still a problem child though. Yeah, I mean, like they have that yeah. saying, you know, drugs, drugs takes you to places you never thought you'd go. Like you did yeah, things, bro. like Sam, I, ne- I did things I never thought I'd do. Like, you know, I harm people the way I, I never thought I would. And yeah, it's, um, it's just another type of surrender to the substance that I don't think a lot of people have that, that understanding. It's like, oh yeah, you're an alcoholic well done for your eight years sober or oh yeah you're an addict well done for being in recovery for five years but like there's no level of like you don't understand the desperation that there's that sense of like desperation to use because i don't feel normal if i'm not using like my new normal is to fucking be out of my mind i don't want to be in here normal hated it bro fucking hated it yeah like uh, uh it is it's it's it is like uh, i'll go out once in a while um and i'll drink my coffees and my cokes while everyone else is doping you know and it's like and then i was like i'm have a, have a dope i'm like you think i'm just gonna throw this clean time away and put myself in a dark hole just all of a sudden <laughs> yeah like there's nothing <laughs> nah, <bro. laughs> it's like no 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 Nah, not at all. <laughs> uh, I like got some goals. For, got some goals for two weeks, bro. Fuck that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <clears throat> I got too much to achieve in this lifetime, and that's just it, bro. I judge mm. and alcohol is only gonna hold me back. Um, True story. Look how far you've come, bro. My, my, yeah, I mean, my brother, my brother from Joburg, he's was here. Uh, he's here for the weekend. Uh, him and his brother-in-law we went out last night we had a child they got drunk uh, they've got a bubble house now you know what I mean I'm fresh <laughs> I'm on a gym I'm gonna it's a gym session this now <laughs> yeah true story you know I mean? and, then, and then I'm gonna go to the beach I'm gonna go to the beach and just sit and chill and like what more can I ask for bro? just yeah bro I don't miss those headaches, bro. I don't miss those waking uh, up, feeling bubbleless. You've uh, made wasted money. Oh, you don't know. You know you've done something like maybe the police are after you, or you you've been in a fight and now these eyes are after you. Or it's like not. Bro. I just don't want that drama in my life anymore. Yeah, true. Not, not. It's yeah. No thanks. Like I wouldn't even trade it for the world. Like feels honestly feels like I've lived two lives. Eh? Like if someone had to say to me do you yeah, want to go crazy, back there man. and experience it again i'll be like ah not i'm fine thank you i don't want to go back there yeah no so um it's yeah. um tell us um tell us a, a good old war story there's i know you got you got some interesting <laughs> ones bro hello it's me i'm jumping back in here to clarify this upcoming story So a little bit of a lingo clarification, when we say carols, we're talking about the police. When we say bras or bras, we're talking about our friends. Um, Yeah, the next story Zayn is going to share is about him potentially running a roadblock with a huge bag of ecstasy pills with him in the car on the way home from a nightclub. And they ran the roadblock and how the police uh, proceeded to chase them and how his car fell apart and... He continued to run and they chased him and he will express the story going forward. So stay tuned. Keep listening. That last one. Sure. Hey. Wow. Okay, well, let's put it this way. Uh, probably my most hectic one was... Uh, Driving back the one time, it was my first car that I bought, but it was a two-liter Golf, and uh, that thing moved. Um, <laughs> and it was, I'd been drinking, we were sniffing pills, um, and which uh, ecstasy, and um, driving back at like two in the morning, um, my lights were off. Um, there's four of us in the car. We got about a hundred pills on us, because we were selling at the jaw, yeah, and. Um, at the breadhead there by Berea, by Botanical Gardens, I'm heading to, to, to Ambilo now. So, from Florida roadside. 
And there's a whole lot of metro cars parked there and they're shining me with a torch. Okay. And uh, all they wanted to do was tell me to put my lights on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I went flying past them. Um, they reckon I was going like 200 k's an hour. It wasn't true because my clutch was slipping. So, But I had like a, a coffee tin size exhaust pipe on there. So they said they could yeah. hear me, but they couldn't see me. <laughs> and anyway... Yeah. So I go flying past them, my brother, you know, Kepi, he's in the back shouting, stop, stop, slow down. My other brother, Karen, you know Karen, he's saying, yeah. go, go, go. <laughs> and I'm flying and like we get to a long stretch, bro, and I'm, I'm just checking this blue lights in the in the back, in, the, in my rearview mirror. Those, they, they're chasing me now. Uh, and it's Metro, so they're moving with jetters and, you know, like decent yeah. upgraded yeah. cars, bro. And uh, yeah. anyway... I get to, to like every red every red road, but I slow down, look left, right, and, and I put foot. So as I get to Berea Road, um, I slow down, I look left because it's a one way, and as I put foot, it's a slight bend, and my steering column came out. Um, mm. So I had no control. I could spin my steering wheel, but the car went straight. Oh, so no. anyway, I hit the pavement. Um, I just I just spent like quite a bit of money on my car. Um, and uh, three baby palm trees stopped me before a wall. Obviously, none of us were wearing seatbelts. Luckily, it was these four palm trees that stopped us before hitting this wall. And I mean, I got out and I, I panicked. So I kicked it. And uh, uh, Matthew and another, the other guy, he was running. Uh, Karen stayed behind. He stashed the pills. The police came around the corner, flying around the corner. They gripped me. They gripped uh, Matthew and the other oh, in one van. They gripped me in another van. They took me back to the accident scene. So, it's a. It was on East Coast Radio. This thing now. So, it was <laughs> yeah. a big thing. When I when I when I got back to the accident scene, bro, I, there was there were so many police cars. People were coming out of the houses, the flats there. It was yeah. a big, uh, flipping thing, and. Okay. Uh, as they're taking out the van to put me into the van with, with the other two connections, I literally just ran through a group of policemen. I handed them off and I just ran through them bro, for my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, can, I can run, bro. But anyway, so I'm running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my cap flew off. And while I was running, I mean, I don't think they were shooting at me, but there was about seven gunshots um, that were fired. And... At that time, Karen had been locked up uh, and he was kicking the back of the van saying he doesn't have a gun, he doesn't know what's going on, but I'm kicking it out. I left them and I, I ended up getting to a bucky in this one alleyway and I hid underneath. But within 10 seconds, I think they'd just seen me get under. Yeah. There was about five, six, six police guns out telling me get out from under the van. So I was like, all right, it's over now, you know, and I... Sh- I just yeah. crawl out from under and they gave me the hiding of my lifetime, bro. I'd never been beaten that badly in my entire life. It didn't even sure. look like me. I had roasties on my ass and I was wearing jeans. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> um, yeah. But anyways, I, pra- I practically woke up in the back of the van with the cuffs on. They were so tight. It was agonizing. And I, I, my, my, I was like half and shouting because they were so tight. I still got like a little bit of a scar from, from that day on my wrist. Yeah. And yeah. Um, my friend Karen, you know Karen. Um, yeah. You remember Karen? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I do. I mean, he, he's just like, bro, yeah, he's been to Westport Prison and he, he's, he became a 26, you know. So he's just yeah. like, telling me, bro, just the more you move, the worse it's going to be. And, and, and so I had to just keep still and just zone out and Anyway, long story short, they, they charged me with seven charges that night. And mm. they just, yeah, I was waiting in the CR SWATS court uh, the whole morning until the afternoon uh, with all the with a whole lot of criminals there. But I think they, they left me alone because they could they could see, like, yes, this has been broken, you know. And I, mm. I shared one, two cigarettes with them. And um, so the, the, the crooks there, they, they, they left me alone pretty much um, and I don't know what happened but they call me because now I'm waiting for court they call me and I see there's only three charges now but you know they weren't they weren't they're not allowed to just beat you up you know yeah so true. and I was bad I was I was bad but 
very very bad and um so i'm walking with the guys like who's gonna pay my bail i said i don't know i'll see what's gonna happen the court and bro i don't know god was was i don't know someone maybe my dad or my brother was just watching over me and got me out of it bro. this i walked up to the main gate this big gate with this massive key and he opens and he says go <laughs> i got away with it bro i don't know just like that just go just just like that bro just like that i think it had Holy to do with shit. matthew's uh, Ma- matthew's bali um or the fact that they really broke me to a pulp and i was going to go into court looking like that um you know so i don't know what yeah. it was but I, i got away with that um and uh yeah so that's just one of them and then another Crazy. one which is which is is, is not something that uh, i'm going to before proud of. before you, before you carry on when you say they they gave you a hiding like that like what are we talking like two black eyes broken nose like paint well, the picture for us well, <clears throat> well i was pretty much on on my stomach when they gave me the hiding so like from all angles battens kicks punches mm. Mm. um and i pretty much they knocked me out so my my whole my whole all my lips there was just black 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 blood my eyes were blue they didn't break my nose i think cuz i was like facing face down yeah um i had i had two roasties on the sides of my face and i think still to this day you can see them slightly and yeah. i had roasties like i don't know what they were hitting me with to cause those roasties but Yeah, um my shirt was torn off me. So I didn't have a shirt. Um and yeah, it was just black and blue, bro. That didn't break any bones, thankfully, but crazy. Yeah, my face shout out to the SAPS South African Police Force. <laughs> like fuck the lot of them, honestly. Uh, that's shit, crazy. Uh, They have no right to do that shit. But anyway, that's pr- Bruce brutality uh, police brutality at its worst, my man. Like Yeah. <laughs> like I was reliving that story <laughs> you telling it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, the, yes. yeah. I remember that I was golf, still quite that, that golf that that golf had that crazy exhaust on it and you could yeah. it was literally so loud you could hear it. Um Yeah. Yeah, so the the second story let us in, let us in. Let's go. Now that one there I'm not 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 as proud of. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. this. Um well obviously like my my brother died the day before Christmas so every time the day before Christmas I would get smashed and every Christmas I would be sleeping at a, at like a, if my, if my family didn't bark me you know what I mean to yeah uh, Christmas lunch or something you know but anyway so the one night um we me and my, the same me and Karen we are on a mission we dragging it up um we get the Nigerian to come there I've got fake 100 dollar bills and I tried to get some drugs from him but he he saw that they were fake so we couldn't get anything but this this was like 3 in the morning and as soon as we left uh as we were walking away these other two guys came to pick up something they were on foot So anyway, my connection says to me, "Hey, let's rob these guys." So for their drugs, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "All right, I had an I had enough, he had enough." And um so I flipped my knife. My connection flipped his knife. I searched the one oh. My my connection searched the other oh. He got the the drugs and we walked. Um they came with a car um coming from the direction we were walking in they came around with a car and they mm-hmm. they rammed onto the onto the pavement to try and knock us over there was about four of them in the car they all jumped out with knives and the one who was going for my connection and uh stabbed him mm-hmm. um and we just kept going they stopped chasing us um and yeah um long story short uh they found out who I was so I was wanted for attempted murder armed robbery and uh yeah assault with dead, deadly weapon or whatever 
Mm. Uh, so I was I was I was wanted on Christmas Day, bro, and I I don't know how I got from where I was. Somehow, I mean, um, my connection. He went back, Karen. He went back to go look for his phone in the bush, and the police got him. And I was I was running around with no shirt on, so I had tattoos all over my over my all over my, my you know my stomach and my chest or whatever. Yeah. And they've lifted up his shirt and they said, "Yeah, this is the O." So they locked him up, and I was still in the house. That I climbed over walls where we were having the job, and I was hiding on top of a roof for hours. <laughs> the police still came over the house, um, and somehow I, I managed to get a shirt from someone. And I was hitting back alleys at five in the morning, waiting for the mm. first taxi to get me back to my to Ambila. And um, so I'm, I'm sitting at the bus stop, but now. There's got these boards on the side of the bus stop, so no one can see until they're in front. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm sitting there waiting for the first taxi, and I hear this this van. It was a police van, flying down this road. But now the board is on my left, and they're coming from the left, so they didn't see me. They flew right past. Shung. They went around the corner. And they I hear them screeching. I thought they had seen me. They made a U-turn. They went back, and they went up to the way that. Uh, to towards the direction that I had stabbed the guy. In. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't see me. And soon after that, a taxi rocks up, and I jump in. I get home, and yeah, I ended up going to Christmas Christmas lunch that morning. Um, <laughs> like looking out my window, waiting for them to come for me. Yeah. Uh, and it was yeah. I, anyways, I got hold of the oh that um. That I stabbed, and um, I said to him, "Listen, um, I was intoxicated heavily. I don't do things like that. Um, and you had a knife in your hand, so that's why I stabbed." And yeah, that's we sorted it out. Uh, we dropped the charges. I uh, ended up paying him, paying him, uh, you know, medical and just for being off. And thankfully, bro. Shit, I, I, I got away with it. You know what That's I mean? That's crazy. I, I just like I, 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 I'm not I'm not proud of that shit. You know what I mean? But I yeah. think God knew that. Hey, this this this. I don't. It, you know, like he, he always knew my heart. No matter no matter what I did. Yeah. Um, he knew that I wasn't like yeah. You know, like I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Having this, this, oh, like, this evil streak in you. Know, yeah, so, but anyways. Um, so, folks, as you can see, Zane has been through some really, really tumultuous situations. And with him sharing the way he's sharing, just shows you the true desperation that uh, drugs takes us to. And by all means, do we not condone violence in any way but as Zane shares it gives you the picture of where drugs will take you and it's just a reminder of the desperation and the desperate places that we were in so yeah let's continue yeah just and I don't have a criminal record to this day bro and I've done housebreakings I've done other muggings um, you know, it's 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 crazy, bro. Where it took me to from a scout to a, a flipping mm. that. Do you know what I mean? The, the dark side. And that's what I always I always revert side. back to that. You know yeah. that I was a, yeah. I was the leader of my scout group. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, 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 so I always revert back to that. Like that's who I want to be. I want I want to be that. that I want to be that that good person, not not the the person that I became or that I. You know the the drugs. It it, for, it it I don't know what it is about crack, bro, but it, it just it, you do you do just about any fucking thing to get your next hit. It's yeah. Um, well, there's other things that I can't speak about that that I've done for for crack. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. that no one no one knows, and um, so yeah, it's it's not a lifestyle life that I want to get back back to. Um, just insane. I wouldn't wish it. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. I, I'm lucky to be alive. I mean, I've had I've had guys 
come for me. I've had I've, I've had too many fights at Shabins, you know. Um, yeah. I was dragging baseball bats up the road for me, like bottles being broken, like you know, it's, it's mm. madness, madness. I remember. But I always, oh. I remember once you and I was. I uh, can't remember who was all there, but I remember it was you. I think it was Kep, uh, Buntu, uh, someone else, and he went to Mills, to the Shabin. Yeah. They went to the Mills to go and get some weed, and the four of us or five of us went there, and something went down in the Shabin. I'm pretty sure it was you, bro. Something went yeah, down. Yeah, that's in the, the same. Shabin. And there's some one guy with a baseball bat out, and before he yes, had time to swing it, you you knocked him out. Yeah, yeah. And I was <laughs> I was paneling I was paneling him still while he was on the floor, and uh, Vivian Vivian pulled me off of him, and I looked up and there was a mob, there was a mob of African guys, like because it was at a Shabin, and it, it yeah. was, there was it's a it's a Nigerian place, and it's a it's a Shabin, it's for for African people, you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, I look yeah. up and I just check them surrounding me. I get Vivian puts me in the back of this van and he says I must just relax, you know. So I didn't even come with that car. And um, yeah, we they uh, we we were facing the dead end. So we drove up and we came back and they were all in the road with bricks and bottles. Bro. So we had Jeez. to drive through them and they were throwing bricks and bottles. Um. If the one hits the one bottle hits Vivian in the head. He had to go to hospital. So it's yeah, it's, yes. it's, I, I could have been killed there, bro. There was there were so many uh, people who you know they they obviously just yeah. Oh, I'm not a racist, you know what I mean? I, I hang no. around African places. If anyone knows me, they know I, I actually like to jaw because I love pantsulering. I love dancing, yeah, the dancing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I love it. Bro. It's like I even started making TikToks of me. Uh, I'm getting back into the dance. <laughs> hey, shout out to Zane. So, yeah. Oh, I never thought I'd ever be doing TikToks. I was like, wow, check you doing TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a, it makes me feel oh, like I'm, I'm, The big know, old bad Zane doing TikTok fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> อ่าเนอะอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่าอ่า
Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, I would yeah. say that that for me would be like what I like, like your deepest surrender. Like for me, it was yeah. coming home from Sudwana after that bender of a weekend and telling yeah. my my ex uh, Lily's mum that you and yeah. the baby can fuck off out my life. I've got my friends. I've got my drugs. I don't need you. Yeah. That was the the, yeah. the, ex, the extent of a manipulated mind I had around substance, bro. So then when yeah. I got home, my mom's like, you need to come home because shit's hit the fan. And then I got home, I like turned yeah. the corner around the, into the corridor to go into the dining room. And there were three bags of, black bags of my clothes. And I was yeah. like, I stopped for a moment and I saw and I was like, Holy shit, like I'm 24 years old. I'm about to have a child. And I've got three yeah. black bags of clothes to show for my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was just like, is that all I have to show? And then, yeah, so for yeah. me, it's also like a small moment like that, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a journey because yeah. really it's been a journey. But yeah, for me, it just keeps getting better and better. I'm, I don't know what, and, like just touching on the whole NA thing, like there's different different journeys of sobriety for so many millions of different people. Like, no, no, I, I don't, I don't go to NA anymore. I, 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 I haven't been in in a a couple of years, bro. But but I yeah. still, I still, I still see on a daily basis. I see um, recovering addicts in my area, you know, in Scottsboro. So it's full up with recovering addicts because of the rehab there. Hey there folks, this is probably the last time you're going to hear my voice. So what happened next is that we lost the connection and I lost Zane for a little bit. Managed to get him back on and we started sharing about his passions with tattooing and how he got into the whole tattooing scene, the businesses he's opened and so on and so forth. Uh, So let's kick back and hear the rest. Hey and we're back. We're back. Sorry, my battery. Give, give me time. <laughs> I'll carry it on talking yeah. for the next 30 seconds, bro. <laughs> I was still talking. I was still talking and I'm like, what? Oh, this thing usually gives me 30 seconds to plug my phone in. Uh, fuck. Oh, but yeah, bro. Um, I don't know where we left off there. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. Surrenders, I think. We were, oh, no, you were saying, you you're letting us know about your, your journey through how you you don't go to NA anymore, but you see recovering addicts. But oh, yeah. at the same time, yes, like yes. it doesn't it doesn't matter, bro. Like there's there's millions of different yeah, no. sobriety journeys out there, you know. So mm. for sure, for sure, yeah, bro. But, yeah, I um, mean, it's it's one of those things. Like I don't I don't think I've been to an NA meeting for five years. The whole time I've been here in New Zealand, I, I went for one with with Dave, but I find that. In my experience, NA meetings only got me to a certain place. And it, yes, it, never, yes, it yes. never got me further. It never got me to a place of yeah. understanding my mind yeah. and my traumas and all of that stuff that I needed to grow past. And I, like yeah. NA doesn't teach you that. No offense to NA. And it's a beautiful yeah. program and it's helping a millions of people out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not demonizing NA. Yeah. So don't kill me in the comments, please. NA works for yeah, no, millions of people, all. but yeah, it, for sure. My experience it only got me to a certain it got, it, place. Without it, so yeah, Can yeah, you hear me? yeah, yeah. Without it, like we wouldn't be where we are, right? Like, so we we pay homage to that journey that NA has put us on. So sorry, bro. Just, just hold on. I've got um, something wrong with my earphones here. Internet connection, folks. You, you there? Yeah, I, I, I don't know why my earphones, I was getting a call there. I don't know now it's not working. I'll just chat to you without them. Can you hear oh, me yeah. properly? Yeah, it's clean as. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's clean as. So, yeah, so it but, got me without yeah. it. It without it, I, I wouldn't be where I am, for sure, one hundred percent. But uh, I am this. Uh, it's like people they, they have this thing where they must feel bad because they're not going to a meeting or 
now they, they must contact their sponsor every single day like it works for some people but for my own personal self it it's it's not something that i i can continue to live by for the rest of my life so now i'm i've you know, I practically started my own little rehab, you know what I mean? Because I've just had people come in uh, to just show them a better life and, and just to give them my own personal experience, not to tell them what to do, but to show them how I did it, you know, and, and give my own, my own, you know, how, how, how I made it happen. Yeah. And, and if they and, and they can take it how they want to take it. Um, and that's that's pretty much pretty much it for the main thing is just not living in self-pity and just being actually grateful um, every Gratitude, day and just bro. actually actually seeing your blessings and not just looking at your the negatives, you know what I mean? Because um, we tend to, to just sit in the bad and, and, and then we don't actually see the, the beauty in life and what life is actually all about. So mm. I, I, I'll tell you one thing. God, God didn't put us on this planet to, to become... Um, uh, criminals and use drugs and kill ourselves and that's what I think. You know what I mean? It's, mm. So, uh, I don't, yeah, hundred percent right, bro. Hundred percent. Just happy to be alive, bro. Just happy to be alive. Happy to be alive, bro. Happy. Um, it's yeah. that sense of gratitude, as you say, I, and like I really feel that if you can wake up in the morning and just be like. You know what, man? Like, thank you for where I am. Just, just thank you yeah. for the life I have. Just that small mm. little surrender, like, can get you through the worst of the day because you still have a yeah. sense of no matter what's gonna happen. Like, I'm grateful for the life that I have because I know what it feels like to be in a place of having nothing. I'm being so desperate that yeah, you would, you would chase Nigerians down the street with a brick for one hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? No. Like, you had to go there to feel how yeah. you feel right now. Yeah, I know, 100%. I, I, don't, I don't regret. I, I, I wouldn't change my past, eh? Um, certain things I, I, would have, I would maybe not, not have done, but I know that I would not be this person that I am today, bro, if I didn't go through all of that. Mm, 100%. In a weird way, I don't know how they would do this, but in a weird way, I think everyone in life should experience some sense of hardship. They yeah. should really experience some sense of hard, like really hard shit. Like maybe yeah, school, sh school should send students out to the forest and not give them food and water for two days and let yeah, them so experience they can that shit. Be grateful, yeah, you right, so that they could be grateful because not many people are actually grateful. You know, like I, I mean, I've heard I've heard millionaires, um, you know, just. It's, it's you know they're so rich and they that they, they they don't actually they haven't had that art they've they've maybe been born into like um, wealth and they haven't experienced it so a, a lot of them for me you know no offense to anyone out there but a lot of them for me they they just don't understand and they you know um, and for me they are less you know grateful. Um, yeah, some yeah. of them, you know, um, as to because I just I'm just after doing all the things I did and going through all the things I did, like it, it at the moment I'm just making up for my for my wrongs, you know what I mean, and I, I'll yeah. make up for them for the rest of my life, and yeah, I, I just want to be a part of one of those. I just want to be one of those people in the world that um, aren't doing shit, you know, that that are actually trying to make make this world a better place bro. 100%, this, this world is full of 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 cool people so yeah i just uh i don't want to be i didn't want to be a part of it anymore bro. yeah it's it like you said like the world is full of terrible terrible shit like it's it's beyond me sometimes i don't yeah. like i try it's so hard now for me to be where i am in the clean state of mind and to see stuff in the world, and I'm like, like, what the actual fuck, eh? Like, yeah, like, what's what, going on? Like, what, what, what is actually going on? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Like, what's the point in all of this bullshit? You know what I mean? So, yeah. mm. how did you, um, how did you get into tattooing? Like, how did that start for you? <clears throat> well, 
I was always an artist. <clears throat> fucking, a fucking good artist, folks. Anyone mm. listening? Shout out. Man's a machine. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, I came across, obviously, a guy that was tattooing that I could draw better than him. And he was tattooing. So, I was like, hey, and, that, and there's money to be made. So, <laughs> that's where it all began, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, I built a tattoo machine out of a a fork with a electric car. A motor and I put a button and I attached the clutch pencil to the to the handle of the fork and I put a, a long a needle through there melted onto a uh, long stories bro and I I, I melted a, a bicycle t- tire tube yeah. yeah it goes into powder and I mixed it with water and I, I tattooed my brother Jobs I don't know if you remember Jobs um my African brother Jobs I tattooed him yeah, yeah on his hand and uh yeah, that was my first i ever did um but soon after i went to england um that was after my dad died so i had to go there and and just maybe get some of his things you know yeah um and to to speak to my mother-in-law and my brother also lives there so i went and spent time there and i did a bit of work there and um i saved up and i bought myself my first tattoo kit so yeah, I tattooed myself. Um, I tattooed some of my brother's friends, and when I got back to, to South Africa, I mean, everyone wanted choppy, so we were. I was tattooing, and uh, yeah, bro, flipping, make, just continued making money. Continued, continued, but you know, I was still using, so I wasn't really um, in it. You know, I wasn't focused. So only since really coming clean and actually buying proper equipment and actually putting my head down and like really studying like the skin and the speed of your machine and you know what I mean? And just really now putting focus into it and opening my shop three years ago, three and a half years ago. It's only since then that I've really flipped and taken off and I'm, I'm just getting better and better. And it's, it's taken me 10 years to be where I am now in my tattoo career, but I'm self-taught, you know, I, I didn't mm. go and do an apprenticeship. I didn't, uh, I didn't have a, another guy f- uh, literally show me, you know. So it just took me a bit longer to to learn um, because you can be a good artist, but putting ink into skin is a complete different thing. So, yeah, it just took me some time. But, um, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting there. But, um, I'm there, and I want to be up there with, with one, some of the best artists, and that's just a goal of mine. I want to open up a few more tattoo shops. Mm. And yeah, that's where I'm heading, bro. You go, bro. You don't let no one tell you nothing. Don't let anyone stand in your way. Tell all the people nah. that got you shut the coming yeah. because with the fire, yeah, yeah. move out the way. Yeah. <laughs> move, I'm yeah, coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Don't duck my my the one guy that used to work for my dad, the Indian guy. His name was Super. Shout yeah. out to him. He's dead now, bro. What a what a, a motherfucker. But he always used to tell me, Rudy. Just fucking tell them move aside, I'm coming through. Just tell them. Move aside, <laughs> I'm coming through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make uh, way. <laughs> just make yeah. way. Bro. What would you say is your, your favorite style of, of tattooing? Uh, I, I enjoy uh, realism, bro. I enjoy realism, eh? But I, it's like, because uh, I can do, I can... I can do the realism and then I can go and do some Maori Polynesian, you know, that I also enjoy or some traditional with color. So I pretty much enjoy uh, uh, a lot of different styles. But for me, I, I, I like to try and pull off as realistic stuff as I, as I can. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. That for me. Um, I, I got a tattoo from Zane. I first got a tattoo from uh, another guy, Donovan. So he would he tried to draw a, a great white shark on the inside of my bicep, right? And he messed it up. He like he started with the line work, and he's like, "Look, I, I'm not, I can't do this." And he stopped. So he literally, <laughs> <laughs> he literally said that to me. So I was like, "Is it okay? Thanks, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Did I fix it? Yeah. Then I went to you, and oh yeah. Zane has done my shark and it is for me in my opinion it's the best piece I have on the inside of my arm and you did 
just uh, you must send me a picture of it, bro. I actually forgot that I did that. Yeah, you did my seahorse on the back of my elbow. So good, bro. Yeah. You did the inside of my you did the the great white shark and you did the the turtle and the lionfish. Remember that? Yes. Yes, I remember the lionfish. And the octopus. You did a you did a cover up. You you uh, yeah. Don did a try to do a silhouette of a shark and you covered it up with an octopus. Mach- machine oh, job, bro, like machine. Not bad, one... not bad, not bad for a for a beginner. <laughs> no, not even like it's it's got yeah. it's really good. Like I'll send you the photos. And you did the one listening, I'm covered in tattoos, so just live with it. And on the right you did Clint's one. Yeah. Um I obviously want to get more, but And that writing, to... that writing that went around you or something or from one side down your back or where oh, yes, yes, long... yes. on the right hand side my right hand side you did the writing as well yeah, yeah. but you need to come to New Zealand bro. You need to branch out and come open a tattoo shop yeah yeah and... but I don't want to take the I don't want to take the 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 vaccine <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm anti-vaccine at the moment sorry okay, guys sorry well, if anyone out yeah, there well, but um fuck, it, it my own, my own yeah yeah i'll wait a while i'll wait a while <laughs> now I'm, I'm happy <laughs> in south africa at the moment on the south coast scotbra beautiful place bro you know you can't compare it to any other place um so yeah it's um it's my safe zone it's my you know, it's quiet, it's bushy, there's the ocean, yeah, it's, um, I'm very happy at the moment. Um, in a few years, I'm just, I've got dogs and I can't take them overseas, so they're like my firstborn, you know, I call them yeah. my firstborns, yeah. they mean a lot to me, so I wouldn't leave them. Um, so they've still got at least another five years each. So, yeah, just making the most of my life, my life here in South Africa. And um, yeah, I still got a long, long, long journey ahead of me. So yeah, yeah, bro. Um, when I but I definitely back, would yeah. love to come that side for sure. When I come back, I'm I'm coming straight to you, bro. So we're gonna do a whole, oh, yeah. whole right hand leg sleeve from my top of my knee down to the ankle, in like Polynesian. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. hundreds. And pay you in dollars, cuz. <laughs> no problem. Come with the dog. <laughs> have you um, ever yeah. like? Have you ever done tattoo? Like, some even anyone asked you for like a real, like fucking weird tattoo? Like the weirdest. I, I, people ask me often, and I always revert back to this one time where this mother and daughter came into my shop, and because they say they loaf each other instead of they love each other. The oh, the no one way. got a <laughs> yeah a half loaf bread on the finger, like this miniature half loaf of bread on the finger. <laughs> 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 so, but now it's like fuck. It was, that's it's alright. I mean, that's a meaning. It's meaningful to them. So, yeah, why not? But I think that there for me is the strangest one. Hmm. Yeah. And you've done any, like really big ones, like a full back or full. Like, I'm actually two... busy on my first full back piece, bro. I've done three sittings. Um, I sh- should be done in one more sitting. I worked on it yesterday, so he has to wait a month um, until it's healed, and then I can finish it up. So yeah, but um, I think the biggest piece I done was a Maori Polynesian. Uh, it's on my Shapeshift Inc. business page. Um, it starts from the 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 wrist and it goes onto the guy's chest that yo i mean i would say 70 to 80 percent of that was freehand drawn so the amount of time i spent on there i think could be around 40 hours of tattooing yeah um so yeah that's holy shit that's a lot of tattooing yeah many many day sittings (laughs) Crazy, well, we got to wrap this up real soon. But before we go, yeah. do you want to? Where can everyone find your 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 art and your business? And shout out your TikTok well, there. <laughs> Shut. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can check. <laughs> yeah, no, 
my TikTok is uh, uh, at uh, at Zaino fourteen, um, and then but for my, I've only just started that TikTok, so don't don't laugh at me, guys, please. <laughs> Who the I'm fuck trying. cares if they do? Bro? Let I, I, them laugh. I'm just I'm just a beginner. <laughs> fuck them if they're uh, gonna anyway. laugh. Fuck them. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, and then the the te- I don't have Instagram. I'll get there one day, but I've never really been interested. But everyone says I must do Instagram. But I've got my Shapeshift Inc. Uh, business page on Facebook, um, where I, where I post uh, my stuff on. Um, and yeah, guys can check me out there. Um, but yeah, my my shop is situ- uh, situated <laughs> situated in uh, Scottborough, South Coast. Um, I've moved from my old shop. I was there for about three years. Just moved now to a place where there's been tattoo shops for about 10 years. So, yeah, the the owner of that place wanted me in there because he's heard a lot about me and he knows I'm clean and sober and he hasn't had tattoo artists that are clean and sober there. So, he's uh, he's hand, he was handing me to come there and, uh, and it's a better place and it's, yeah, it's mm. just um, blessed, blessed. Blessed. Just uh, keep giving. I've shop. I've been there, been there for about two and a half months now. We're still busy with signage and I'm changing my logo. Um, so working on that. And yeah. And I'm going to uh, be starting permanent makeup possibly as well to add oh, on. Nice. What's uh, the shop's name? Where can they find you there? Uh, Shapeshift Inc. In Scottborough. Yeah. Bro, everyone out there looking to get some tattoo work done, head your, head your way down to Scottborough at Shapeshift Inc. Um, you can find Zane on Facebook at Shapeshift Inc. as well. I really think you should start an Instagram page, bro. Like, start, yeah, a, start a Shapeshift Inc. Instagram page. And when you do that, shout us out the handle. Yeah. And, and I'll put yeah. it up for there so you can get a, a couple followers for you and we get you some more business, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shot, Kazi. But yeah, my brother's seen an amazing chat. Like I said, the, the yeah. depth between knowing the desperation of what it feels like to be an addict is very uh, insightful, I think, for a lot of people. So proud of you, bro, where you are. Keep doing what you Just keep doing what you're doing, Kaz. Shot, Kazi. I'm proud of you too. Eh? You must keep it up. Keep it up, bro. I appreciate that, Keep my bro. Up, and um, I'll speak to you soon and I'll hopefully catch you in another episode. Cheers for that, bro. Lacka. Ciao, bro. Cheers. Bye, bye.